Okay, hey, Blood, welcome to this week's episode of Direct to Consumer DTC Coffee Shop. We got a lot of good stuff today. We have Dylan on board. We got Barry on board. We might be joined by Raba, CMO of Triple Whale, here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Now, remember to feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these or anything else. Plus, please give all of the people on the show a nice follow. If you're watching live, you can comment. We will be able to see it. I'll put them live on the chat here for one to address it. This is my dog, Barkley. He's making a lot of noise over in the corner. Uh, we might feature him here in a little bit. But until then, I just want to bring everybody up. And so to start off with, let me say once again, hi, I'm Charlie. Facebook disruptor. You might know me from such places as the internet, and you might know some of these other people. So let's bring them on first. How about this, Barry? How you doing, Barry? Nice to see you on the show, man. Hey there, Charlie. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Sorry, my dog over here is is barking a storm. He's so excited about the outside world. I tell you. So I know you from from the internet. Why don't you introduce yourself to some of these other folks so they get to know you too? Sure. Uh, hey, I'm Barry Hot. Uh, yes, that is my my real last name. Uh, I am a longtime Facebook advertiser. I've been advertising uh, on Facebook since back in 2008, back when, you know, uh, they were only right-hand side. So uh, in that time, I, I started early uh, working with like, local sushi restaurants and salons and then eventually worked at some agencies. I've spent hundreds of millions of dollars for brands like AT&T, Toyota, Kraft, Microsoft, you name it. Uh, I left. I left that world a few years ago, and I've been primarily focused on direct-to-consumer aggressive growth advertising. Uh, I was previously at Thesis, and now I'm at Jump 450, uh, where I am a uh, uh, growth lead and acquisition manager. So still back in the weeds, buying ads. And I also uh, do the ads for Ranch Water, at Ranch Water, uh, which was acquired by Diageo. Uh, that's Lone River Ranch Water. Uh, that was acquired by Diageo in March of this year. So, right on. Well, it, it's great to get to talk to somebody else who spent a couple hundred million dollars. I know that we've had differences of opinion, and I think we're going to get to some of that here in a little bit. I also want to welcome to the stage, who's I guess last but certainly not least, unless you're talking about our fantasy football league, Dylan Carpenter of Quality Media. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. Dylan is currently and the DTC Football League um, treasurer, and I'm very curious, but he is uh, two games behind Raba, who I'm hoping also gets to join us today. But hey, Dylan, nice to see you, man. And for those that don't know you, why don't you introduce yourself so we get to know you a little bit? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Dylan, or Marketer Dylan on Twitter. Uh, I'm in the same boat as y'all. I, I run a bunch of ads, primarily Facebook and Instagram. Probably manage like $2 million a month, but do a little bit of Snap and TikTok as well. And I live in a cave and just do my thing and I'm happy. So I, I, that's me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Dylan has been on the show before. And one of my favorite things we had in that show is the hill to die on piece. So uh, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan fell on the sword of something and it was great. So maybe we'll save that hill to die on segment for somebody else. This show, if, uh, if Robert joins us, we'll let him do it. Otherwise, Barry, that might come to you. This, this could be fun. But before we get started, uh, we did mention this last week, and I got a lot of comments about it, and people have asked for an update. So, Dylan, what is the Sheba worth right now for our fantasy football league? And for those that don't know, Dylan, Raba, uh, I am Sam Thompson, Gibbs, uh, uh, Colin, there's, there's a few of us that have joined this eight-person fantasy football league, and what we did is we put 100 bucks a piece into Sheba, and the winner gets it all. So it was 800 bucks, but this was like two months ago. And um, I've been asked a lot by people to know exactly what is it worth right now. Do we know, Dylan? Yeah, I, I bought more personally, so I had to crunch some numbers, but we're sitting at about $6,400 right now. <laughs> so it's gone down. I mean, yeah, I there was, was in first place. I, so bottom's last, huh? Huh? Yeah, bottom is bottom is last. Yeah, so far, um, so far, two wins, seven losses versus Samuel Thompson, who has seven wins and two losses, and played three people who are hurt, injured, or on bye last week, and still only lost by about three points. Barry, do you play any fantasy football? Does this interest you at all? No, because we had Brent on last week, and he's like, "I'm Canadian. I do fantasy hockey." No, 
I don't do fantasy anything other than the real world, gentlemen. I do all ads, right, right. fantasy ads, maybe. Fantasy ads, ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's sort of like what we get to do anyway. It's not my money that I'm yeah. spending over most of the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. So one of the things I want to talk about today, because this is a big topic, and we're getting some other stuff that's going around on Twitter, and um, I've been trying to respond to people, but like I have over a hundred mentions on that that thread that I did about ad fatigue. So we may or may not get to all of it today, uh, just because like I'm still on November 9th in responses to people, and I, I, like I'm working on it. But one of the things that we do, we should probably address, and is absolutely key for all of us, and I'd love to get you guys' opinion on. Maybe I'll throw this to Barry first. But Black Friday, Cyber Monday, how are you sitting with ads like that? Not necessarily strategy, because I feel like we kind of went over a little bit of that before. But like, when are you going live? What are your stuff? What is stuff looking like? What is what are you, what are you doing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday right now? Uh, yeah, there's a few different strategies for, for a few different clients, which, by the way, as you get to know me more, that's my answer for everything uh th there are you know tons of different ways to do it i'd never believe there's any one way um for me personally i try to do a lot of smooth peanut buttering of everything like i want to be able to see what the natural change is outside of my control as much as i can so i want to make as few changes as i can when i can help it right so uh a lot of my accounts we have evergreen just stuff still going live we're going to switch over if we haven't already on some accounts we're going to be switching over to black friday cyber monday offer copy with our best performing creative as well as uh you know specific black friday cyber monday creative some some accounts want to be like live with that deal already some clients really don't want to wait until the they sorry they just want to wait until the last minute so a little column a a little column b I, my preference is just being able to keep the best performing creative that, you know, evergreen creative live with specific copy is almost always for me more successful than like doing huge splashy graphics that say Black Friday. I've seen so many clients that they like wind up just promoting the holiday rather than promoting their brand. They're like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And then like what they're selling is like the tiniest thing below that. And I'm like, we've just advertised this day to everyone. But anyway, so my, and I have a bigger take on that if you want it. Uh, is just that well, just well, maybe we'll come back to that bigger take here in a second. Cause sure. I definitely want to know. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Dylan? It's about what attribution. <laughs> What's that? I just said it's about attribution. We'll, we'll get oh, into we can get into that conversation here in a minute. I, I'd be very yeah. excited. We got somebody in the wings who I think can absolutely help with some attribution conversation. Before we welcome them up, Dylan, what about you for Black Friday, Cyber Monday? You got anything live right now? What are you up to? Yeah, we, I've launched maybe two or three different accounts for the holidays so far. We launched one on the fourth. But doing similar things to Barry, I mean, I don't want to fix what's working. So, I mean, typically we'll go about it to where we'll just double the budget and keep everything consistent, to be honest, and then have separate campaigns specifically with more coffee. Hey, 25% off site-wide, get this bundle, that kind of shit. So that's a little bit different than I, how I would have done it in the past, but I wanted to test that earlier in the month. And we just noticed keeping those evergreen on top of it just really helps kind of get some more traffic because I'm noticing anything Black Friday or Cyber Monday related been taking a little bit longer to catch traction versus how it used to be i feel like cpms are a little bit higher i have changed all of our copy for it we do our we are using our best performing creatives but also have custom graphics for it with the big splash and stuff so we're doing a little bit of everything um we're doing a lot more static images this time of year i would say versus how we normally do it um but yeah i mean it's we're testing some lifetime budgets doing some pre-sales so rather than having just a solo sale across the whole month we're doing like hey this week we're doing this this week we're doing this which is nice because i'm playing around with some pretty hefty lifetime budgets set it for four days give it 15k let it do its thing so playing a little bit more with the ltb side of things but yeah it's been pretty smooth i think the biggest thing is to keep your evergreen ads going because you don't know how the sale ads are going to do because it's, it's kind of fucking weird right now yeah yeah no i love that i think you know the sellout piece is 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 absolutely something i think we covered that a little bit last time too so I won't get too far deep into the Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff. Maybe we will. But Barry opened the door on attribution, which makes me feel like what we need here 
is the CMO of Triple Rail, Mr. Rob O'Reilly, live to the stage. Attribution, everybody, old TBC podcast, friend of mine. Mr. Robert Rahill, please introduce yourself. Try Triple Whale. Hey, what is up? What is old is new, Charlie. This is the feels good to be back on the ones and twos together. Yeah, Fantastic. Buddy. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, to be fair, I am a bit of a Black Friday, Cyber Monday curmudgeon. So uh, I'll throw that out there before we get started. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, for those of you that don't know Robba, you know, Barry introduced himself a little bit because spent a couple hundred million dollars and Dylan's over here dropping a couple million uh, here and there. Rob, tell the people about you for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a man of the people. I wanted to be an uh, investment banker. Then I had my wits about me. So I ended up getting an economics degree, got really into tech, started running ads. Uh, actually, Charlie and I connected uh, early in my career. He helped me a ton in terms of Facebook stuff. Um, then I started running ads for a luxury real estate place out here in Austin and then went to Whole Foods, did all the paid media for the recruitment vertical there. Uh, went to an agency, spent tons of money, um, particularly on app installs and uh, VC back stuff, which uh, we would call it LA math, where it was <laughs> some very unique numbers to say the least. Um, I remember and had conversations from like 2019, <laughs> like, so we could spend $147 to make three bucks, right? Like we're good. Yeah. Yeah, just do that more. We need growth. You're just like, all right, cool, man. Um, so yeah, I spent a ton of money in an agency, um, then got laid off in COVID, started up my own agency, and it kind of already had it, but um, went full-time there, and then uh, recently came on as the CMO of Triple. I love it, man. I, I love to see the community grow. It's funny, I think I met Raba and Dylan in person at the same conference and the like many chat one 17 2018 at many chat something like that there. look at that yeah I yeah no i was Rob was walking by i was there with the client i was a uh, 310 nutrition and the brand that I, I took them from like 9 12 to like 95 in about two years well, i was part of it let me put it that way uh and that's the brand that i first brought into the disruptor group uh when the disruptor group was founded and I was there and I treated them as a client when I was talking about people on the internet, but I was in a, technically an employee. So Rob came by, I was like, are you here with a client? And I'm like, yeah, I'm with those guys. And like, if he saw my screenshots of like the 200, $300,000 a day Shopify that I kept posting in Facebook groups, they kept getting me banned. So people thought this can't be real. I'm like, yeah, it's absolutely legit. What are you talking about? You don't wake up to 60 grand in your inbox. Like what's going on? And then, uh, Later that day, I ran into Dylan at this guy doing mind models. And three and a half years later, here we are with Barry. This is a beautiful circle. I love it. I love it. Now, before we get too much into, into attribution stuff, I do want to say this is DDC Coffee Shop. So in the spirit of things, I do have some cold brew. Uh, now, this is Cafe Vita. Uh, from Los Angeles, but they now have uh, only a Seattle location. There you go. I have to go. Uh, so this I have is to go get mine. made out of espresso. Um, <laughs> now, while Robert goes to get something, I'll also do this because he did a shameless plug. Uh, Plantgoods, plantgoods.com. Uh, <laughs> right now, uh, we're, we're, we're going to make a nice What's that, Dylan? <laughs> Used to go Charlie to get fifteen percent off your first order. Oh! <laughs> oh! You you missed that one, D. You missed that one, D. I figured you could definitely be on it. Well done, Barry. Well done. That's amazing. Can I just say, uh, so the Liquid Death has been sponsoring my band for like years. I love them. Best advertising in water ever. Hundred like, percent. I used to say my favorite advertisement was zero to 60. Yes. For the Volkswagen Beetle. One of the best print ads ever. And then I saw the liquid death. It was like, great sale. Buy two for twice the price. People say it sucks. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm in. <laughs> Dude, it's brand goals. That and uh, are you guys familiar with Last Crumb? No. Last Crumb. Oh, they're super fancy, crazy, like exclusive bougie cookies out of LA and they it's fascinating because they basically run off a drop model and they're like fucking impossible to get and so um finally got some so, so to give you some context they're 140 bucks but you got like a 12 pack but it's like the bougiest like 
every email is so it's, it's perfect. It's yeah. there's so you've had them dealing. Yeah, it's it's like it's worth the money. Like the experience is so luxurious throughout, like the packaging and the copy, and it's like it's smart, like kind of like that smart brand, like uh, um, Liquid Death. What fascinates me about Liquid Death though is it's such a horrible business. Not only is it just water, it's aluminum cans. You know, it's really fucking heavy water. You know, it's really expensive to ship heavy shit. So it's like so impossible. So you have to buy like 78 cases for them to break even. Um, but they probably make it up in merch. Their merch game is strong, but wow, nevertheless, great brand. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, while we're giving shout outs to brands, maybe we can all come up with a shout out for a brand and then we'll go ahead and go maybe back to, we'll throw it back to Barry. We've got this like, uh, uh, Brady Bunch thing going on. We'll go throw it back to Barry with the uh, attribution question. Uh, big shout out to this guy, Asher. I have I saw them on Shark Tank and I fell in love with the concept and I went to the website for this brand and I fell so much in love with the website that I literally bought it out of respect for the code and the journey and I then DM'd everybody I knew and was like, who the fuck built this? Because I want to steal all of it. And then I got a DM back from this guy. He's like, oh, I did it. I'm the CMO and, or I'm like the co-founder or whatever. And uh, so I built the whole thing. Like I couldn't tell you who hired it, but I'm really busy doing stuff. By the way, also a VC in one of Rob's favorite brands, Notion, and a VC for Clubhouse. This brand is called Bite Toothpaste. Oh, beautiful website. And greatest website, greatest thing, plus they opt you into a four-month subscription model, which means mm. you pay them three times a year. You know what the absolute worst thing to do when you're running a subscription model brand? Remind the customer they're paying you. Right. The absolute king shit of the mountain of this is Amazon. Once a year, I get slapped with 130 bucks. I'm like, you bastards! And then I forget about it. I'm like, well, I already paid, so I'm not going to cancel. And then February comes around or whatever, and they're like, fuck you, Charlie, 130 bucks. I'm like, fuck! I don't even order that much shit. I don't need the free and I don't watch the TV show, but I, I forget about it. So like, I never do it. Anyway, bite toothpaste. Amazing. Uh, so maybe like a DTC shout out. If you don't know about the bite toothpaste website, holy mother of God. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's really pretty. Are you watching yeah. it right now, Dylan? Yeah. It's yeah. I want to find the, like, the conversion rate. Oh, dude, yeah. they're phenomenal. It's yeah, it's amazing. Really Let's start really over good. Barry for a second. You got any D to C brands that you absolutely love? Let's let's build some love. Let's build some good yeah. shit before we get deep down into some other hot takes and fun stuff. We, I'm a nice yeah. person. I might not appear that way on the internet if you got bad advice to people you're trying to take advantage of. But I'm a really nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I I love one of my clients is is like hilariously one of my favorite DCs, uh, which is oh. We lose Charlie. Um, the host uh, we, dips out. See ya. Uh, well, we're still live, apparently. Uh, but yeah. nuts.com. Nuts.com. I've been working with them for a while. Um, my family genuinely uses nuts.com like prior to me ever working with them. And then like I started working with them and I like shot an unboxing video for them. And then my sister made fun of me and filmed a mocking like an unboxing video mocking me. And I said, Hey, can we use that as an ad? And it was like one of our best performing ads for, for months. And it was literally her unboxing something while like Mike making fun of me. Um, but there, I mean, literally uh, an incredible, like it's just so it's all the good snacks that you want at the grocery store, but fresher, every nut, anything like you can make custom platters. You can make custom trail mix. Like, any snack you could ever like really want for like working during the day and it comes in like a resealable bag i am obsessed cool. so i'm thrilled to get to work with them so i'm biased of course and uh they're not really paying me to say any of that but nuts.com highly recommend for everyone i will vouch for nuts.com i've been a subscriber months and months now absolutely love it i found them because the bulk bin at the grocery store in COVID in los angeles was basically not an option anymore it's gone the way of the dodo bird and yep. uh, i was like well fuck it man like 
I got my custom. I get my dried raisins. I get my uh, salted uh, almonds. I get yeah. my roasted cashew. Double up let's on go. that with a Brazil nut and a macadamia. I'm fucking stoked, man. It's like let's 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 cut bag. and print on this. That is an ad. Let's go. <laughs> they might not appreciate the profanity or my coffee cup, but whatever. Honestly, but. I don't think they'll care that much. Fair enough. <laughs> they're I pretty, love they're what pretty about chill. You, What's a brand you love? Um, first of all, this one's nuts, man. Very good pick, dude. Um, well, one I just bought, Allbirds, some cute sl slippers. They're comfy, but I want to give a shout out to Money Bites. I'm a little Money oh, Bites horror. Yeah, sorry, dude. Um, yeah, I've had to gotten like 70 bags. I'm not going to lie. In the past like two months, I, I ate a lot of so them. So good. Yeah, I like snacks. I'm a snacker. But... What is it? Wait, what's Money Bites? Oh, oh, dude, it's Jared's, Jared Steffs, I think. I, don't, I might be mispronouncing his last name, but uh, it's his little brainchild. You know the end of a cone? Like the really awesome oh. part with the uh, fudge oh, wow. and like delicious waffle on it? It's yeah. just a bag of those. They're so good. Oh, wow. I missed out on the white chocolate drop, and I'm kicking myself <laughs> for it. He said he's going to let me in on the next one. Well, where um, do I they're get really good. They're really good. Where, Go to muddybites.com. Oh, muddy. Oh, Money, I yeah. think you said money. I was like Googling that's it. I'm like, money bites is something else. No, and I thought you guys were. Uh, NSFW, you know what I'm saying? No, money <laughs> bites. I thought you were talking about. I thought yeah. they were like coin shaped, like candies that you were like, oh, like I'm just gelt. Eating, eating money. Oh, like like gelt. Yeah, gold yeah, gelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like gummies. Right. Yeah. 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 What about you, Rabba? So now that Barry and Dylan have stolen your picks, who's your third favorite? Yeah, I could definitely vouch for picture? vouch for Muddy Bites. Uh, Modern Fuel, I have not bought uh, their pen or pencils yet, but they're really, really cool. And then there's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but there's a guy called Ugmunk or a little thing called Ugmunk, and they has these little like productivity cards. Uh, kind of hard to see them, but it's really pretty kind of, uh, that's a cool shout out. And then uh, I don't know if you guys know Pool Suite or Vacation Inc., um, it's a really cool, like super eighties themed kind of thing. They sell, uh, merch and, uh, he just got NFTs as well as, um, they have a great, um, like pool suite FM. I think it's pool suite FM. Now they might've changed it. I forgot. They got into some trouble pool suite.net. Um, but it's this beautiful talking about like gorgeous branding. It's just all eighties, like awesome cocaine, champagne era, oh, um, Miami. It's the fucking best. The guy named Wait, Marty and some other. Poolsuite.net. This is Vacation Inc. is the company, but they sell sunscreen. Or yeah, one of the products is sunscreen. You posted on Twitter, and I was like, yeah. what the shit is this? Oh, dude, and I went so there, and I was like, oh, it's sunscreen. So you, when you buy something from them, you know the OG uh, paper receipts with the uh, printer runners that you like tear off the perforated? That's what the receipt comes on. Like Every single thing they've thought to the T. It's so delightful. It's a fucking delightful little brand. Uh, uh, it's really cool to see because they started with this tech product and then they branched out into merch. And then I'm pretty sure um, sunscreen is their biggest uh, revenue driver now. But it's the fun, it's such a fun brand. Um, and then again, Last Crumb, if you're into cookies, is also a really fun one. I like it. I, I, I am jealous about the Last Crumb. I missed out on I guess they were a geek out or something and I've just not been able to 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 get my hands on it. But I'm it's in L.A. Man. I just got to go knock on somebody's fucking door, man. Like. It's literally minutes, so they'll text you. You got to get on the SMS list, and I've literally like it took me like five or six times. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's really fun. I love the drop model. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I was gonna give one more shout out, just a quick thing as an honorable mention. Dandy Del Mar, one of the greatest branding plays I've seen. If you check them out, uh, they are running basically. It's like lifestyle clothes for like late seventies, like leisure wear um and they call it inactive wear which i fucking <laughs> love and and uh it's fucking dope i own like cherry cloth shirts uh actually that place that i went to in hawaii that robbie you went to with your lady uh my picture i've got a picture of myself by that lagoon the saltwater lagoon that was by the ocean and i was wearing one of their fucking shirts and and it's fucking good it's fucking good all right yeah. well with all I that might being buy, said, i might buy some of that for a uh, future vacation this looks you like, this robe looks man these robes look fantastic it's yeah, it's amazing and their instagram is awesome because it's like modern pictures it's like modern people 
but it's straight up. You know what? I've defined that there's this market that is now existing. I'm seeing more and more of it. And I've defined it, my psychographic for this market, <laughs> post-festival oh, adult. Yeah. Somebody that went to Coachella like seven years ago mm. that now has a kid and has their life together and like a couple hundred grand in the bank. There is an entire direct-to-consumer market for just that person. And um, if I have an entire wardrobe from Dandy Del Mar, I'm not going to be unhappy. This is <laughs> – it's. It's like the uh, Eddie Bauer for hipsters. Oh, dude, it's so good. Like, I'm not that much of a hipster. Like, I, I, hipsters have stolen Papsu Ribbon from me, like a million things. But, like, uh, beards, interest in, like, like uh, you know, uh, outlaw country. Like, I keep getting all of these things taken from me because they end up being cool after, like, whatever. We'll, we'll get into maybe some of that stuff later. But I do want to go back to this thing now. Barry opened the door on something. And I thought it was a great segue to bring Robert in. Oh, Michael says, hey, Barry, by the way. You guys can see the chat. There's a comment section over on the window on, on oh, streaming. Yeah. Uh, we're I, not terribly active. Hey, to me and only me. <laughs> not to <laughs> anyone else. Hey, Michael. Yeah, no, there's a lot of lurkers in there, I'm sure, just waiting for me to put my foot in my mouth. So I'm all about it. With that being said, <laughs> what's that? You pay that guy, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of people are going to be coming in to heckle it's all of plant. you. It's I a love plant. it. I love it. I love it. So I that wish. being said, Barry, you opened the door on something. And this is something that I think Rob and I kind of got into uh, last year on our podcast. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, I think it was at a, a, one of, we used to have a segment called Guru Buster, which I thoroughly loved. It yeah. got me completely, you know, uh, on uh, some block lists. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, that only means you're doing a good job. Uh, so, Barry, you opened up the window about attribution for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And I think it'd be awesome to get into the weeds a little bit about your concern here. Because I've got takes. I'm sure Dylan and Raba have some stuff. Raba has, I mean, clearly, uh, CMO of uh, Triple Whale might have a couple opinions about, about attribution. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, but I'd be very interested to see what your concern is, Barry. Uh, well, I'll throw it to you and, and you kind of take us there. Uh, by the way, this is definitely Mike uh, Michael Lorenzos, who is the uh, the head of ecom for Bleach Amazing. London. Just okay, good. I like so shout out, you. shout out Bleach London, a uh, former client of mine. Uh, they're, right they're on, good. right on. Um, but yeah, my I, look, I'm my Barry trademark Barry hot take uh, on on a lot of this is attribution. Is, is one of the biggest things that people try to get right and they completely get it wrong and they misunderstand it at scale massively. Um, and one of the biggest challenges post iOS 14 is that you now not only have to choose what attribution you want to look at but you're, or what you want to optimize to, but it's also affecting what you can look at in Facebook. Whereas before I could have said, I only want to do one day click, um, you know, attribution or conversion window. It used to be called. And I could then look at any attribution window, but now it's this one in the same. So I have to make a decision about how I want Facebook delivering my ads, but also how I want to be able to report on my ads in platform, right. And optimize them, which is just in platform. Um, so that's step one is there's a ton of confusion around that. I think the second that you bring one day view attribution in, you are going down a very slippery slope, both from a over attribution standpoint and even worse, in my opinion, in a optimization standpoint, you are allowing Facebook to optimize to get view conversions, which are often done by opt by delivering cheaper impressions. So it might optimize to creative that is just easier for it to deliver. So it might be impressions, sorry, impressions, it might be images instead of video. You might see Facebook skew more towards that because it's cheaper for Facebook to deliver an impression often than a video. So the bigger problem with attribution for the holidays is that um, with a lot of these sales, People, you naturally have people that are A, your customers, B, familiar with your brand and ready to buy anyway, and or C, like willing, you know, like finding you just now and going to buy. But 
when you do these promotions, you kind of like assume when you look at the metrics, you're like, oh my God, this is the best campaign we've ever done and it, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And it's just taking credit for people that were already waiting to buy. I have multiple products that I am waiting to buy on Black Friday, Cyber Monday just to get a deal, right? Like I don't need a Black Friday, Cyber Monday ad to get me to do that. But, you know, we're all as advertisers expected to do that. Our clients want to do that or some of us want to do that. So that's where the attribution gets real murky is aside from what I said earlier about the click versus view, any of that, that's a bigger conversation. It's the actual customer uh, buyer mentality and like logical actions that they're taking or not taking. And we can't assume that it's just that the ads are driving that because they're often just taking credit for conversions, even though these people are already going to take action. So the last thing I'll say on that is that on those dates where people are high, have the highest likelihood of actually making a purchase, the ads that are going to do best are just the ones that have the highest click-through rate because it's going to get the most people to your site. And those people, or the, or rather, excuse me, it's going to get the most people for Facebook to take click attribution credit for. So that is what I'm, I see all the time is like people thinking that their ads did something, but in reality, it's just that they served an ad to someone and they were going to take action that 24 hour period likely anyway. And you didn't create an incremental conversion or sale, but rather something else you just you're just taking credit for people that were already ready to buy. So I'll pause there. <laughs> Sorry for the the long uh, verbose speech. I love it. I love it. Is some Dylan, Robbie, you guys want to take us? I mean, I have a take, but mine is going to be considered contrarian. So I'll go last. So I'll jump in. Yeah, I mean. Okay. I used to just look at everything in ads fucking manager, but now these days you really can't. So, I mean, we're only looking at revenue and performance from a UTM perspective, but I would imagine on these actual sale days, I'll be looking a lot more in the returning customer ratios, more or less to kind of gauge how many are actually new there and then kind of cross-referencing those with the UTMs and kind of which campaigns they're in and then kind of ramping up sure. those campaigns that way. So that's kind of how we'll go about it. Cause I mean, shit, even last year, I would just slap the computer and money would come out. It was like, just double the fucking budget. But this year is going to be a little bit more different, I would imagine. So we are going to be looking a lot more at the returning customer rate to kind of really gauge, as you said, people are already planning on doing all this stuff. But the one day view thing, I would love to dive more into this, but that's going to be a long fucking conversation. Cause yeah, seven day click and then retargeting. I'm like, whatever, seven day click, one day view. I really don't care. But it's it's case by case there, I imagine. But yeah, we're kind of in the same yeah. boat where we just do everything off UTMs. Rob, what about you? Yeah, so as I prefaced, I'm a, a bit of a Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of curmudgeon. And uh, I know we're supposed to have a little bit of heat on podcasts, but... You can do whatever uh, you want, I, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll rant a little bit because I, I pretty much totally agree with Barry. I, so just looking at it from take the attribution question aside. So I went to school for economics. So I see everything through basically like the business lens. So just taking that to the layer up. <clears throat> if you're going to say like you could run a Veterans Day sale in November and then I'm going to run an early Black Friday sale. So I'm going to start on Monday and then I'm going to go all the way to Monday. So I'm going to run seven days there. You have eight days. And then on top of that, I'm going to run a VIP sale and give them 30 percent off from Tuesday to Tuesday. So by the time you take all these discounting, it's like, when the fuck do you make money? Like, why would I want to give the top cohort, my VIPs, the people I know are going to spend the most money, a discount? It's fucking retarded. Give them a product, bundle something else, do something other than a discount. They're going to spend the most money with you. Why would you like? And so I going back to I've had some clients where I'll just spend up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday and then basically go dark. So I'll overspend the month. And then I know I'm just not going to play in those auctions because, quite frankly, I almost have an aversion to running discount ads. I just feel weird about spending money unless the business economics work out right. Like I'm in a $150 or $200 AOV where I know things are going to net out. I feel weird running discount ads because even if you win by the time the economics net out, even if you just stay at the gross profit level, that's why I try track POAS, even if you stay at the gross profit level, 
you're leaving nothing in terms of operational expense. So the contribution margin is essentially nil. And so anyways, without ranting too much more on that, that's kind of how I feel. And the same thing as well, like I have some big clients that have really robust emails and yeah, my ROAS looks fantastic on a day when we send out 50,000 emails. Fucking yeah. what do you think it is? And so, I don't know. I, 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 to Barry's point, I think attribution is just such a rabbit hole that it's helpful for me to stay at the macro level sometimes just to understand what's going on. Because how, in what world are you going to be able to even hit your month if seven out of the 31 days or 30 days or 10 out of the 30 days are all going to be at a discount? And usually it's a heavy discount, right? Where you're going to be in the 20 to 30 percentile. So I don't know, without being too much more of a curmudgeon, that's kind of where I stand, where I, I, I think it's cool. You should pull the money forward. It's a great cash flow play. Like if you need the money, it's fantastic. But ultimately, like when you look at these people, like I like to actually average my month or November and December together, because a lot of times to Barry's point, you're just pulling sales forward. Like these people are just, they're just buying up a bunch. And so all the people that were going to buy in September, they bought, or in uh, December, they bought all their supplies at a discount um, in November. And so you lose that sales cycle in December. And that's why a lot of times you see that big December slump for a lot of products, especially if you're outside of the gifting vertical, because everybody that's purchased is purchased. And you did a good job then, you right? Like your Black Friday, Cyber Monday was good. You satiated all the demand, but if you're not concentrating on prospecting and that new customer revenue, you're going to end up squeezing a dry towel in December. I, I love the squeezing a dry towel reference. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, so one thing about attribution, I'll get to that in a second, but I love the conversation about discounting on black Friday. Cause honestly, like, especially this year, okay. Mini ramp for one quick second. So first off, if you're discounting your product, what you're doing is you're paying more money and during times of higher CPMs to make a lower profit margin, to acquire a lower quality customer with a lower profit margin on them at a higher volume. So you make less money on each customer. Second, those customers are far less likely to have a decent LTV because they're more price conscious than somebody else indexing that fashion. So you're paying extra money to make less profit on a customer with lower LTV. Now with COVID in a situation, you may ask the question, what if you're the dog that does catch the bumper? What if you do sell 20,000 things and your product hasn't left Hong Kong because there's a boat outside of Long Beach, so you're not even able to get it landed for six weeks and then three to five more weeks until you're actually able to deliver. So you sell a whole bunch of shit at a low profit margin that absolutely crushes your profitability on people that were only going to buy. But now you're getting chargebacks over one or 2%. So you can't take payment from Visa anymore. Then you have a warehouse full of product that you can't sell because also, by the way, because you've got all these chargebacks and negative feedback, your advertiser score on Facebook is so low that they ban you from even being able to run ads. Now you're in a situation of a fuck ton of stock that you have to pay in order to, to warehouse that you cannot advertise on Facebook to deliver and you cannot take any major credit card to get payment. And you're expecting for this to be a good thing for you. So like, first off, Black Friday, if you don't run it right, will absolutely fucking tank your business. We see it happen every single year. And I'm really scared right now for a lot of people. There's there's one ad agency that we all love because they're very super nice. And I asked them a question a couple weeks ago, like, hey, Black Friday, dude, what about fulfillment and stuff? Like, fulfillment's not our issue. And I said, well, is your customer being, is your client being able to be in business next year your problem? And uh, they left me on red and they may or may not have blocked me again. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, wonderful people. I won't call them out by name because that's not, I'm not, I'm just whatever. Uh, good, good folks. Raba has championed them for a long time. And I think they're very good at what they do, but just a concern about knowing your lane. So attribution. Digital marketing has this concept what we call bottom-up attribution, which is basically a lie told by ad agencies to get credit for sales. Attribution is 100% bullshit. If the salesperson at the store is when you go to a car dealership, is that salesperson that gives you the test drive responsible for the reason that you bought that car? Or is it the 37 fucking television commercials, three of your friends and 43 different billboards you saw on the way, plus five news articles and some Googling the reason you bought it? Can you just scale? Like all I need to do is get this person to take more test drives and we're good to go. No, that's not a scalable solution. Yes, they're a piece of the puzzle, but attribution is absolute bullshit. Thank you, Michael. So the concept of attribution in general is a lie told by ad agencies to customers to try to get larger market share. You want to get your best attribution, get your best ROAS or POAS. I love that. I'm assuming that's profit on ad spend. Yeah, gross profit over total ad spend. GPOAS. 
of now is that sound well it was, it's, 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 it's essentially <laughs> contribution well it's essentially contribution margin so it'd be cmo as that sounded terrible yeah, so yeah, i was I like you, fuck it yeah, gross profits fine people poas is good yeah we like, have poas like nc roas and, so yeah, yeah when i'm measuring stuff here's what i look at spend that's it that's my attribution model spending time those are the only things. I'm currently managing some brands where like, we're not even able to run things with any decent amount of attribution or anything. And the way that I ultimately discern whether or not this is a valuable thing is I look at it like it's television, radio, the, uh, or print, or out of home. When I invest here, do I get a lift? When I pull my investment, do I see a drop? One of the greatest examples of this is, is you know, what we did with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Uber. Cut back $10,000 a day on, disp on, on programmatic. What happened? Zero drop in overall profit market. Zero drop in overall business. Now, that is a hyperbolic example. But my point here is everything that you're doing is additive in some fashion or subtractive in some fashion of the overall experience. What you got to do, in my opinion, is you look to any one of these channels to figure out what their unfair advantage is in the consumer journey, and you exploit the shit out of that. Facebook, for instance, is an intent driving market research device. The better you do at getting your Facebook number on day one to improve, the better your Google results are going to be, the better your email is going to be, the better your site conversion rate is going to be because you are driving a higher volume of higher qualified customers with a higher value of intent to your store. And so all you need to do if you want to make a better number is make your day one results on Facebook more efficient. Now, in the conversation of one-day click versus seven-day click, one-day view, I think there are two options. Either you're going towards one-day click because you can get out of the learning phase and you're going to focus on that highest quality customer and you're going to drive them at the highest amount of volume because you have a very simple ad account, a very high volume, and you focused on one specific business objective and you are smashing the shit out of it. Or you're going on a seven-day click because attribution doesn't mean fucking anything to you and you're just trying to let the system see the qu highest quality of consumers and all you're trying to do is drive the highest volume of people who are likely to lift your business as a whole. Either one of those things, I think, are the way to go. The seven-day click, there's no value. In, I think seven-day click is less value than seven-day click one-day view because I'm not letting Facebook see all those people with ad blocking. I'm not letting Facebook see all those people that might see the ad but then open an email. I'm not letting Facebook influence the people that aren't going to click on a Facebook ad but are totally going to search the thing later. And a one-day click one-day view completely drops out the ability for me to see what happens on a tail of, well, maybe the person bought on 36 hours later. So for me, number one, attribution is absolute bullshit. I measure on spend and time. I got beaten over the head by somebody that used to work and got the ranker. She spent $100 million a year on television ads. Her attribution model was 15 minutes after the infomercial aired. Wow. Hard market. And that's how she would spend nine figures a year on television, doing like Ginsu knives and proactive and all that fun stuff. Um, and I couldn't come to her with like, well, the Facebook numbers is like, I don't give a shit. Fine. So you took more credit from email. Great. I know that they did good. Whatever. I don't care. So one of the things that I do for people right now is understand what the real number is. What's an allowable CPA on the platform is say, what is all of your email last click revenue? Let's take that off the board. Now let's say paid media, total revenue and total paid media that gets you a, a total CPA, right? A total ROAS, right? So total conversions and paid media. That gets you to basically understand what is your allowable CPA because maybe that's 78 bucks, but Facebook is showing you a buck 20. Awesome. Now you can do the Fahrenheit to Celsius calculation. So you understand, great, a 120 on Facebook is a 70 something in my store. If I get to a 100, I'm going to hit 65. What do I need to do now? Not give a fuck about Facebook. I'm just comparing it to itself and my goal is to get to a 115. The best way of doing that, I get rid of the 130 ad and continue to reduce my cost because I'm optimizing my account by removing the weakest link in my chain. So I get stronger and stronger and stronger. And so I don't give a fuck about attribution because it's bullshit. And Black and Friday last year, I remember a lot of heat from some people that I haven't heard fuck all from the last month for what it's worth about, well, 28 days, why we should absolutely spend the fuck up on Black Friday. Cause we're going to get this massive lift in the middle of December. Yeah, well, when's 28 Day went away, uh, the conversation about delayed attribution fucking went with it. So that, to me, is a sign of this was absolute bullshit, and now we can't lie to the customer, and we don't have a good lie to, to support our business motives here, so we're just not going to say anything. But, well, I mean, if that, you're that's my opinion. I said I had a contrarian take. 
It's contrarian in that it's like not agency first bullshit. Right. Uh, so like it's not necessarily popular. But well, that's my I, I, I gotta say, I hope call me out if you think anything I'm saying is agency uh, first bullshit because I that's not <laughs> normally at all my goal. But there's something I find flawed with what you're talking about about the attribution because because i have tested this and i play with this a lot um when you give facebook the opportunity to when you say i want seven day click one day view when you put that setting in facebook is going to take advantage of that and it is going to deliver your ads to different people in different ways than if you do seven day click only or you do one day click only and that by the way i want to caveat i'm not saying Nobody should use seven day click one day view. I sure. just think that most people shouldn't hire AOV things probably. Okay. Like you need more data in there, but, but if you are using one day view, it is extreme. And you, this is going to be spicy. I think for you, you have to be thoughtful about what you are excluding and what you are not excluding. Because again, that one day view in Facebook will intentionally optimize and to those users that are already taking action. So Facebook's going to just lob up an impression to them. They're going to have it. And then Facebook's going to count that as a conversion, even though that impression had zero impact on what you're doing. And I will go further and say that when you are create, when you are doing creative testing, when you are doing landing page testing, anything that you want to test in Facebook and you have that one day view on and you don't have your customers excluded and you don't have your recent visitors excluded, okay? Facebook is going to prioritize and Facebook is going to, yeah, it's going to prioritize delivering to people that are already familiar with your brand, have already been to site, which is going to skew how your ads work and it's going to skew how your creative tests hit because a more branded ad will work more to people that are familiar with your brand. A less sure. branded ad, which is what you probably want to be putting out there to get more new people in your funnel, if that's your goal, you're going to have you're going to lose that edge because Facebook is going to prioritize people that are already in there. So, I have done this, I've tested this, I've played with this a lot. I've done controlled like experiments of uh, like ex certain levels of exclusions and watching how Facebook absolutely you can't see you don't you can't see within your ad set like how it's delivering but I've seen it absolutely is driving a lot of impressions and a lot of spend to those people that are closest to already taking action so you you need to either be aware of that if you're not excluding or actively thoughtfully exclude as much as you're you can for that sector that you are trying to target what do you think about that charlie like that's a big i've right. wanted to talk no, about that it. for a while i've it. wanted to talk to that for a while no no no. i love it <laughs> one i absolutely agree with the premise of what you're saying two i want to challenge the value of it sure do i care that facebook is getting is it bad for me that Facebook yeah. at scale is seeing a larger and larger amount of good impressions and it sees what it has a higher volume of what good customers look like and I'm getting a better estimated action rate and lower CPMs because I'm delivering more positive impressions. If I know that Facebook's attribution is 100% bullshit and I'm measuring the right. incremental value of the shape of the curve of my investment in Facebook across my entire channel. Sure. So my point is, yes, I'm going to be having duplicitous attribution. But I default to my previous statement of attribution is bullshit. Yeah. And I will then go to say if Facebook can see an extra 20, 30, 50, whatever, 20% more conversions. Mm -hmm. And that means that I'm getting better social proof. I'm getting a better estimated action rate. I'm getting more preferential bidding in the platform because people are having a higher quality experience with my brand. And that means that the lift I'm seeing on aggregate across the entire account is improved. Yep. Then... I'm okay with that. And I yeah. feel for, like for me, if I'm not going one day click, then I'm going seven day click, one day view because I'm leaning mm -hmm. into that. So right. I agree with you. And, and to that point, that's where I go with a one day click. Right. If instead I'm going off the premise of I don't give a fuck, 
I just want the best amount, most amount of data in my intent creation right. device. And I want to see I want my salespeople to see every win possible. Then I'm going to swing all the way the other way. Sure. I would say the one day click, one day view. I'll go this far. That's the worst model that you can go. With. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Can I jump in? Please. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually agree with both of you guys. So I think Barry, what you're talking about is technically correct. And Charlie, for me, I, I like to either live at the extreme, like I have enough data to drive proper one day clicks and then I can get an actual attribution read. If not, then I'm going to open it all the way up because I don't care. And what I do mm -hmm. care about is my ecosystem ROAS or MER. So I'm tracking that. I'm tracking my NC yeah. ROAS. That's going to be my new customer revenue or over total ad spend. And then I'm tracking my POAS, my gross profit over ad spend. And then I'm just using incrementality, kind of going back to Charlie. Like that's the OG moves. Like mm -hmm. I do actually like, I don't have the expletive, but I do think attribution is fundamentally broken and will always be broken. Like I yeah. think that it, there's just no incentive for Apple to make any type of uh, steps backward in terms of their privacy stance. If anything, they're going to triple down on it. It's just such right. an incentive. If you want an Android phone and you want to be tracked, that's fine. If you want to be a rich person and don't want to share any of your data, you buy an iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> I can be both, can I? Yeah, I can be rich and have uh, my data tracked, right? Hey, well, I'm not advocated being tracked. I don't mind targeted ads. I like the idea that my experience on my device is tailored to make me happier. Yeah, but I mean, you guys get the the hyperbolic of this, but um, yeah. So I mean, ultimately, I, I think that you know that's kind of the the to caveat that though. I do think you should test it because I I've seen some weird stuff before, and you should definitely test what attribution model. Um, yeah. but, um, for me, I, I either open it all the way up or I have the data to run it at the, uh, one day click is kind of my jam there. I just, it's I want to be clear. Oh, sorry. Oh, before we're kind of talking about, it, it's funny. Cause this happened to me last, actually probably like Monday to where, Hey man, our fucking campaigns are killing it, man. What's going on? I, you know, I reach out to the client like, Hey, it's, it's a great day to scale, you know, of course. <laughs> Uh, and then I get the reply back. Oh yeah, we sent out an email to all of our customers on this you know, specific item, and I was like, well, fuck right. me, because our CPA got cut. You know, it was, it was a fourth. It was a fourth of what it normally was, and I was like, right. dude, you know, I know what I'm doing. And then of course, oh, we pushed out an email. No, don't worry. And I'm like, fuck it, hey, dude. So I mean, yeah, that's a great example to where it's it looks good, but in reality, it wasn't even fucking Facebook by any means. Yep. Yeah, but how did those? By the way. Uh, I don't, I still want to stick in the attribution conversation, but uh, I, the whole email thing, I have a weird thing about email because I'm like, 90% uh, of the people that are in your email funnel are thanks to my ads. Like, and you're like, everyone's touting, like, oh, email's so great. And it's like, you forced people to get into this email funnel. They, they would have just maybe bought sooner. And now you're like, taking them into the email funnel to give all the attribution to email. Because again, in some ways I do agree, Charlie, attribution can be bullshit uh, and often is, but this is one of those main ways. Like, holy cow, I, there are great values to email, especially for existing customers, but for new customers taking credit for like, like email marketers taking credit for the, all of the customers that I brought into the, freaking email in the first place and i have clients i've had clients that aren't even tracking the lead event and i'm like like we're just optimizing to purchase and they're like trying to funnel people in to to also get you know their email signups to give them a discount and we're not even we don't even have an event to track that because they and they don't care so there's no this there's no connect between what money we're spending on Facebook ads or any ads and how many actual people went in to get an email lead from there. And it's like, what are we doing? Those people are becoming customers maybe in a few weeks, but they came in from Facebook. Like, Where are you what's putting going a lead on? event? That's, that's the issue I've been seeing is I love tracking that too, but with the prioritized events, we just really go purchase, initiate checkout, add the cart. So yeah, but if they're not purchasing, right? If they're not purchasing in that window, then the lead event, is something. I, I, there's, there's, I, want, I want to mention something about this email, but before that, the AEM that that, that uh, Dylan down here, like in, in our like little, you know, like down down there. You mentioned that light is so cool. AEM, by the way, um, I'm only tracking purchase and add to cart. I'm not doing the four extra things for value because I don't give a shit. 
I don't give a shit because it's not Facebook's job. It's my job. My job is to drive the highest amount of customers I possibly can into a good experience. And then it is the website's job and the email's job to get that LTV. I'm not trying to bring in a customer because of the extra value unless I'm running like 14 different offers on my, on my account. Maybe I'm running a couple of them. That would suck. But like, I'm not, I don't really give a shit. And here's the thing. I think you could easily spend a couple million dollars a year on one offer. I think the more offers you advertise, the weaker your business is when it comes to strength in your advertising. Because it means you now have five, say it's five products, and they have five different customer journeys. And each one of those has their own testing models of what happens on the pages. And then you got a creative test for yeah. each one of them. And then you're overcoming objections for each one. And then they all have their own email flows and all of this stuff. And you're getting one fifth the amount of data to drive bringing those customers. So for me, like the more things you advertise, the more diversified your investment. I always say the more places that you invest in trying to make smart, the more dumb employees you have. And it's phenomenally easier to fix a part or fix a machine with three parts than it is one with 20. Like your friend with the MG Roadster, it's in the shop 10 and a half months out of the year. And then like he gets 25 miles on it and it's back in the shop again. Um, Because there's a million fucking parts that are all going to break. And there's no way for you to really be able to handle that at scale in my opinion now i have been at spots where we had 50 60 dollars a day like SaaS businesses dylan and i actually both worked on, on the same account at different times and we got down to like income level device browser window that you are on time of day different journey flows different onboarding flows like we got nutty and i got the cpa from 60 bucks down to 12 uh and it was awesome uh, and we ended up cutting spend from 50 grand a day down to 15 grand a day. Uh, it was, it was, we had a good time. Anyway, uh, I love this thing because what this is telling, this is getting back to the point about the attribution and all of that. So I don't know how you guys do it. And Rob, I want to talk with you offline about seeing if I can't get my ecosystem ROAS doc built inside a triple whale because then yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, and I have a, oh. I have a, uh, a brand that I might need to, to, to bring into the, to the well, family. Uh, it's Turn it up. Uh, anyway, that being said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a nice off-screen uh, conversation about it. Uh, you know, hook me up, Bo. Uh, anyway, that being said, um, I measure by percentage of spend by channel and then ultimately measure the uh, – I, I try to basically factor in the contribution to the bottom line. And what I'm looking at for is of my revenue – if I'm getting 30% of revenue from email or SEO, what I know is that means I can run, if I go from 30 to 40, I can run Facebook at a greater and greater loss yeah. mm. because I'm getting that revenue. So when somebody says, well, my target row as yeah. on Facebook needs to be a three, my response is hire a better email team and get your SEO shit and get your SEM shit together because I, I want to run you at a one so we can quintuple your spend. Or, or, a, a point five, or a 0.5 or a 0.25. What's that? I said, or, or a 0.25 if you can really get, you know, I mean, if, you can, if you can get people in at a loss and have great, look, that's the thing about all of this is this varies so wildly for every business. Yeah. Because it, if you're a business that sells thousands of products, right, then that, then that value optimization really does matter because you might have people buy multiple things. That sure. Is, if you're running Home Depot, very, very go for value. That's yeah, exactly. Like you, that's the big difference there, right? If you're if you have a hero product, then yeah, value is less valuable. Um, but I like that value yeah. is less valuable. That's that's a good one. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. What are you gonna say, Rob? You look like you keep saying something. I keep cutting you off. Oh no, no, no. That's that was just kind of rounding out the points. I think that's absolutely it. I mean, ultimately figuring out. At the end of the day, everybody's lying to you. The only person that's not lying, <laughs> the only person that's not lying to you is Shopify, right? Like that's actual money in the bank. And the other thing is, you don't want to get like this is this is, in my opinion, this is kind of going to be the min, the mini CMO era where there's going to be a lot of people that haven't been exposed to like P and Ls or balance sheets or yeah. understanding contribution margin or profits and stuff like that. And that's not like a knock on anybody or a judgment. It's just you didn't have to like the last four, six, eight years in marketing has just been so bullish that you, to Dylan's point, like you literally just, hey, something's broken. We're not making money. Hold on, Dylan, slap it a couple times and like more money just falls out of the face of Facebook machine. Yeah. I mean, 
that 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 was legitimate like it was true if you had a decent offer a website yeah. that worked and like somebody half decent doing best practices like you're gonna print money no matter what you're doing that's not the case anymore and so it's right. kind of it's not a problem till there's a problem and so that's why i think you're gonna see a sophisticated i don't think all the hullabaloo of like all these agencies going away i think the ones that are going to go away are the ones that don't like, I don't think there's going to be any value dissipation. I think it's just going to transfer into more of the strategic role or possibly partnering more at the profit level to be like, hey, I know we're driving $100 million in revenue, but you you owe a million dollars to the bank this year. Like, that, those, those are just like, I, I had a client that literally made a million dollars last year and he netted a negative two or $22,000. Can you imagine driving a million in revs and you, yes. you have to pay 22, negative 22K? Like, that is just not the path. And so I think you're going to see... Uh, a lot of of that market correction and the people that are still kind of hanging out in these um, other arenas that just aren't driving value anymore. Like I, I, I hear your point about email, Barry, but honestly, I would rather have a fantastic email program and a shitty media buyer than a phenomenal Charlie buying my ads and some fucking scrub running my email email. Like you need I would to much rather least- have that better email person, too, for what it's worth. You can get ads to be okay. Like if your growth driver, if your only pathway or vector of growth is Facebook ads, dude, you need to rethink that. Facebook ads should be an augmentation of the ecosystem. And I think wait, that's wait, what wait, happened. Wait. If wait, but okay, hold on. What then how are you getting people into the emails to see your emails? Yeah, so it's creative testing whole... it broad, let the site no, traffic come in. No, 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 no. If if, no, if, I'm no, talking... wait, if maybe I misunderstood. Robbie, you're saying no, like no. you don't need good facebook people for good facebook ads no like, i'm saying what, what it's an augmentation and so you need to have a marketing ecosystem so you have a, a community built out yeah. you have social channels built out you have seo where you're writing content you have all these things that aren't necessarily <laughs> like i'm just telling you what i've seen like the best clients that have been able to scale have this sure. foundational thing that they use facebook and paid media as nitrous it's not as like getting me from zero to one. It's getting me from one to a thousand or one to a 10,000. And so that's what I see now is like you used to be able to do that. Dollar Shave Club literally exited off of video and paid media arbitrage. Those days are done. Like that's not around anymore. And you need to build these foundational people. And I think like they're just people got so caught in the numbers and they forget that you actually need to build a brand. You need to solve some. Why? Why does this product make my life better? Like that's there needs to be that kind of shift back to that. And you need a whole ecosystem around that. Like paid ads are expensive. And if the only time I'm touching you is me in a product when you're on the shitter scrolling through Facebook and that's how you, you're going to grow your company. Good fucking luck, man. That, or anyways, that's my thesis where it's just like you, you shouldn't be running paid unless you're at 25 to 30 percent of uh, email is driving revenues at those levels because then you're just leaving money on the table. And to Charlie's point, if you can keep that 30 percent or maybe you drive that to 35 percent, now I can spend more money on paid and I can make this big money wheel spin faster. But if all you're trying to do is bribe Facebook to give you, you know, numbers to people that might call you back for a date. It starts to get long in the tooth sometimes for me anyways. Um, couldn't agree more. I got to get going. I got a client waiting on a call. One thing I want to say though, uh, <clears throat> Bravo, what are you doing Saturday, man? You want to come watch some UFC fights? Ooh, possibly. Yeah. Sweet. I'll text up you. North, hit me. Yeah. Hit me up. Cool. Bring- All right, guys. Uh, by the way, Barry, Rava and Dylan live like a couple miles from each other in Austin, Texas. Not a couple oh, yeah. miles, but yeah, we're in the same okay. city. We I'll, love each other. I'll be in Austin in a couple weeks. Oh, are you coming for the CXL thing? No, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> oh, hit me up though. What are you What are you coming to town for? Or we should uh, we should ping online. I'd love to grab some coffee. Let's, yeah, we'll talk. Let's talk. I don't want to yeah. put my personal info on this live. I love. I love. How about we'll take this as a thing? Everybody, let's give a little sign off. We, we, there's obviously more stuff. We're all on Twitter. Let's go around the horn in reverse order. Uh, Dylan, you got to go first, so I'll let you uh, sign off here. Where can they find you? What can they do for you? How can we see you again? What What Give us the lowdown on the Dylan and the quality media and the best goddamn video about what uh, what a laptop should look like on the internet. Oh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm at marketer Dylan on Twitter. I post a lot of random stuff. Sometimes it's valuable. Sometimes it's me blowing an engine and wanting a bigger engine. Um, yeah, hit me up. I'm a, you can ask me anything. I, I reply to most things. It's not spammy or scammy. Um, but yeah, right on. What about you, Rob? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, follow at Tri Triple Whale. 
follow Barry, follow Dylan, follow Charlie. And then if you want to give Charlie some money, he has a really good course. Ooh. Oh, and Whale Mail. Follow, uh, subscribe to Whale oh, Mail. Yeah. Really whale Mail. To, and at uh, Robert Rayhill, by the way, oh, you're yeah. tagged in the, oh, the yeah. description here. So please nice. give everybody here a follow. I, I try to make this full of good people. And then yet another great person on here, Barry. How can we find you? Because uh, it's not Barry Hot. It's Bing Hot. It's Bing, Bing Hot. Yeah, that's been my long time, uh, long time handle. Uh, but I think I'm just Barry Hot on YouTube where I'm, I've had two videos up. I'm trying to get some more content up there live, talking more. But uh, check out at Ranchwater on Instagram. Go find Very it cool. at a local store. It's delicious. It is a hard seltzer that absolutely does not suck. And it's not sweet to gross garbage. It's 4%. You'll have a good time. Uh, I like it. I, Actually, I, I'm very fortunate that I worked on a project that the product is actually absolutely <laughs> delicious. Uh, and I like so I'm honored to get to be part of it and be able to like actually talk about this thing that I love uh, because I really do love it. So go try it. Actually, uh, if you guys want, I'll, I'll make sure I'll send you guys uh, each some. So we can sure. Yeah, people have I love people. it. We hit us up on the back channel. Very, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, once again, hey, I'm Charlie. We'll, we'll do this again next week. I, I really appreciate it, guys. Like I said, I think uh, we had a lot of fun here. We talked about a lot of really cool stuff. I know Dylan has to go, Rob. Everybody, I really appreciate you guys doing this thing. Um, if I remember correctly, next week we might have Rabba. Uh, we might have Brent and maybe Dara will be on here, which will be Ooh. awesome. We'll get another little bit of thing in here. We got a lot of other stuff going on. I really appreciate it. you can find me at CT, the disruptor on all of the things. And yeah, I got a lot of fun stuff. If you want to know how to run Facebook ads, uh, you can follow me or you can listen to other people and know what happened. You're supposed to do three years ago. Uh, that's, that's my hot take, whatever. I love it. Thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, with that, um, Best of luck to you all. And Raba, Dylan, uh, I got trade offers for you guys in the league. So I'll see you guys. <laughs> Let's do it. Sheep to the moon. Bye. Thanks Bye. for the conversation, Barry, Dylan. We'll talk Thank soon. Thank you all. Bye, guys. Cheers. Bye.